now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. I'm Roger Iles. I'm Leo Iles. And we are the, the Derriers. We're doing what we do just about every week, Roger. Yeah. It's getting to be a habit. I, I think you're right. And here we are sitting in front of these microphones here in the RV just yep. talking about music. And there's music everywhere. Oh, man, yeah. It, it It's just you stumble over it and you, uh, pick it up. And you can't swing a dead cat without hitting some music. That's someplace. true. That's true. People leave it laying around everywhere. Oh, and that's they, so They're careless. kind of irresponsible. So we it. pick it up. Uh, we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's right. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriere is exactly what is Americana music? And that's really a fair question. I mean, it is. It's not like we're experts. Or... <laughs> no, not at all. Did you ever but, wonder why they even ask us in the first place? Oh, all the time. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, we have a definition, which a, a is definition, kind of an opinion. Right. It's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. That's that, and, right. and we believe that it's music with. Distinctive American, American roots. roots, and having said that, it's it gives us a lot of leeway. Oh yeah, it I mean does. you know we don't have to be pigeonholed into you know just banjo and fiddle music. That's and right, that kind of correct, stuff. or singer songwriter stuff, which right. I, I like. But I like all of that. But, I, I do too. But, but you know, with our definition, it can include actually heavy metal. Well, it can be rock and roll, which is kind of a form of heavy metal. Well, sure it is. Whatever. Or it could be gospel. It could be classical. Uh, rock and roll. It could be show tunes. Uh, I was just going to say, but it could be folk rock. <laughs> Maybe when I work on a difference. How about bubble gum? Uh, it could be bubble gum. <laughs> it could be honky tonk. It could be cocktail. It could be elevator music. It could be Cajun music. Uh, you know, it could be red dirt music. <laughs> red dirt. Uh, Katie says it's a thing. Okay, she's I got I got to do a little research. Have I mentioned barbershop? Uh, you just did. I did. And you know what else it could be? It could be boogaloo. boogaloo. We and, just like saying boogaloo, and it's boogaloo a, a lot here on the American. That's Road right. Show. We've and got a bunch we'll of in the boogaloo. I, I don't know about you, but I've been stockpiling some boogaloo music. Well, Jason sent us a whole uh, bunch oh, of boogaloo, boy, sixty-three yeah. boogaloo tunes. Yeah, man, and uh, that's some serious listening. Yeah, I've learned that you got to pace yourself on that. Yes, you do. If you get into a total boogaloo loop, uh huh. Oh boy. Oh, a boogaloo loop. A boogaloo loop. Wow, I never it's, heard of that. It's hard to get out of it. <laughs> Okay. Well, the format of the show is that each of us shows up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes. That's the only rule. That we have not yet re- revealed to the other guy. That's correct. And, and the other thing is, is we take turns starting the show. We do. And we some of our along the line, we stumble upon the thing where if it's an odd-numbered show, I start. If it's an even-numbered show, you start. And That's this true. is 136. It is. So go for it. Well, speaking of Jason... He's the one that uh, uh, put me onto this guy. So before I say that, I, 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 I want to preface this by saying one thing we need on this show is two words. What? More accordion. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he turned me on to a guy named uh, Art Van Damme. Or Van Dam, I guess it yeah, is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which, when I listened to him, I said, "Art Van Dam." Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is incredible. He's born in uh, April of 1920. 
Um, and he spent a lot of time in, in Europe, but uh, they say he was the hippest cat ever to swing an accordion. <laughs> and uh, and we've had some swinging accordion players on oh, this show man, before. Oh, man, we so. have. Yeah. Okay. But he said, Art Van Dam dared to go where no man had gone before. Um, he started taking accordion lessons at the age of nine, moved on to classical studies after his family moved to Chicago in 1934, so he would have been 14 years old. Mm-hmm. But he was inspired by swing recordings, particularly Benny Goodman. Oh, okay. And uh, in the late 30s, he began experimenting, adapting Goodman solos to the accordion. Wow. And um, he, throughout his career, people would compare him to Goodman. That They were both classically trained, technical masters of their instruments, and they were very versatile and creative jazz soloists. Okay. So they were kind of, uh, of, of a certain mold. Yeah, yep. Um, he never had a problem find, uh, finding gigs. He's, they said he traveled throughout the Europe and uh, over 50 years performing. He was in Europe nearly 40 times, played everywhere from the Desert Inn in Las Vegas to the Blue Note in New York City, wow. the Disney World in Florida, numerous television shows. And in the 50s, his quintet recorded over 130 15-minute <laughs> segments for NBC radio. Oh, he's an overachiever. He said, this is interesting. He said, he said his performing kept him so busy he never needed to practice, and that he probably played his accordion at home less than six hours total in all that time. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? That's pretty crazy. So, um, on his 75th birthday, he said he was going to hang up his uh, accordion, uh, but he did play a few more times uh, up until about 2008. (laughs) So, uh, I picked this tune. uh, because it's great accordion, uh, but uh, also uh, excellent uh, guitar. Uh, the guy named, uh, let's see, guitar was uh, Freddie Runquist mm-hmm. and a vibraphone is that just incredible. I love vibraphone. And that's man. Herbert um, Thusik. And then, of course, uh, Peter Witt on drums and Art Van Dam. Uh, the album is called Lullaby and Rhythm from 1968. Art Van Dam doing one of our favorites, Cherokee. Thank you. 
accordion make that kind of sound before i tell you uh this is a fine thank you jason for this this has been awesome it's a great way to get down the road yeah pretty much yeah in fact my dilemma was what do i follow that with you know I, well leo what are you gonna follow that i have with? no stinking idea well actually i do i had to i had to change my i was listening to the song and i changed my mind three times i've been there and i'm about to change it for the fourth so okay i'm gonna feature i'm gonna talk about the song first okay okay the song is called my little red book and it was actually written uh, by uh, Hal David and Burt Backrack, you know, as, okay. a, as part of a soundtrack uh, for What's New Pussycat. Oh, really? Right. And I never would have suspected that about the song because the version I was familiar with was actually recorded in 1966 by a band called Love. Okay. All right. So here's a little bit. Here's a little bit uh, of a background on this thing. Uh, the the first band to pick this song up was a British pop group called Manfred Mann, who we oh, haven't yeah. feed, uh, featured on the show for obvious reasons. You know, yeah, they're British. We, they're British, and uh, nothing against the Brits. You know, we're just not going there. Oh, for we right love now. it. We it, love it. We love know, this stuff. We, we have very few rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the few <laughs> that, that we have. To be one of the that's few. That's one yeah. of them. So anyway, the the uh, the thing is, is they that song that version of the song was became pretty popular. Now here's the thing. There are these two guys in a band called Love, right? And they had gone to see the movie. They had to see the person. And they heard this song, and uh, they they liked it. You know, they liked the song and everything. Now, this band that they're in uh, was originally called The Grassroots. But then they, about the time we were ready to release a record, they go, oops. Oh, there's already one. <laughs> there's already one. Okay. So that's when they changed the name of the band to Love. Now, the band lived communally in a house called The Castle, which was a, a kind of a dilapidated mansion, uh, and the band was allowed to live there if they did the maintenance and paid the taxes. Okay. So, okay, that seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, sure. And they eventually they signed to Electra Records, and they were that particular label's first rock and roll act. Okay. All right? So here they come out of it. They, they get back home with this song called My Little Red Book, and they go, we like that song, but... They unfortunately couldn't remember all the chords that were in it. <laughs> so so the version they recorded sounded considerably different than the one that Man for Man did because they took some shortcuts on it and everything. Yeah. And, and uh, But by God, they came out with this really cool rendition of the song. So you'll recognize it once I start playing it if, I haven't, if you haven't figured it out already. Uh, they recorded it in 1966. The band was called Love, and the song is My Little Red Book. Goodbye. 
driving is that crazy <laughs> and it's like a totally different sound than it was originally you know recorded man well, good for them They're good for them yeah all right Raj, what's up i stumbled upon a group called the wood brothers okay i i, I don't know how just in looking for stuff um <clears throat> they're pretty interesting and i think you're really gonna like them um brothers uh chris and oliver wood chris plays upright bass and oliver plays guitar sounds like the smothers brothers well they don't sound like the Smothers ah, Brothers. Okay. okay, but yes. But uh, from they grew up in Boulder, Colorado, and they were steeped in American roots music. Their father was a molecular biologist, and he performed classic songs at campfires and family gatherings. Oh, and their mother was a poet, and she instilled a passion for storytelling and turned a phrase. So, you know, they, they, they loved like Jimmy Reed and Lightning Hopkins. But when they got to be like teenagers or the early 20s, they just kind of split apart. Mm-hmm. And um, Oliver moved to Atlanta. He played guitar and cover bands. And uh, then Chris studied jazz bass at the New England Conservatory of Music. People moved- study the bass? I- I- Some guys do. Oh, okay. Yeah. All and right. he moved to New York City. And had a jazz fusion group. So they were like, you know, really uh, far ends of the spectrum. Well, they got together um, uh, at a show in North Carolina in May of 2001. And then they and they played together and they go, we should be playing music together. <laughs> <laughs> after all this time. Holy cow. After 15 years apart. Oh, man. So they recorded a collection of uh, Oliver's songs to create a demo album. And they got a recording contract with Blue Note Records. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, th- this is kind of interesting. A music critic, Steve Leggett, said says that Oliver's lyrics showed him to be in a state of perpetual spiritual dilemma, but with a dogged hope that shines through between the cracks. <laughs> Jeez, how do you figure all that out? I don't know. I don't know. But you're gonna like it. Uh, these guys. The uh, album is called Smoke Ring Halos from 2001. The Wood Brothers doing When I Was Young. Thank you. 
at the clouds and hope for the rain. Why was God didn't think this life should ever bring me sorrow? Why was God thought someday everybody's gonna know my name? When I was young, the hardest work I had was waiting for tomorrow. I was young, I used to wake up early in the morning. When I was young, I could climb up a mountain, didn't matter how tall. When I was young, I didn't listen to anybody's warning. When I was young, I could jump, I wasn't afraid to fall. Things are not exactly what they seem The older I get The less I know And the more I dream I didn't believe I'd ever be a man But now I'm grown And things are not exactly what they seem I think about God And I wonder that you think about me not a lot of songs that feature the bass that prominently. Yeah, I knew you, I told you you'd like it. He's beating the hell out of that thing. I, maybe he's mad at it. Maybe I don't he's know. mad at it. It's like my friend Missy Rains, you know, when she talks about slapping the bass, uh-huh. she says, I do not slap the bass. I prefer to reason with it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Hey, that was good, but look at the time, Roger. Uh, yeah, we're definitely out of time for this segment. Um, so let's see. Uh, tomorrow is moving day. Yeah. Of course. So we need to go, you know, pick up the trash. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, we and do. we need to check that left rear inside, inside duel. duel. That's correct. And, and um, uh, of course, we have to clean the cat box. The, well, yeah, uh, he's, he's been pretty good. He's been using it. Uh, which is a good thing. That's right. That's a that's a, an improvement. That definitely an improvement. Yeah. Uh, right. But it's an even-numbered show, so guess what? Uh, I think I get the night off as my worst it, thing. That well, I, I get to check the tire. Yes. You, yes. Uh, okay. 
Okay. All right. If All right. I never see you again, <laughs> I just want you to know okay. that I respect your courage. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh-huh. Well, uh, we'll see how this works out. Um, uh, hopefully, I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, both of us will. This is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. You're back. Both of us are back. Both of us are back. Yeah. So, how was the tire? It was two pounds down. Just two pounds? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. yeah we can go with that. Yeah, we can deal with that. Yeah, that's easy yeah. enough. Absolutely. Yeah, got the trash, I assume, and I did. Box, I got all and that taken care of. Empty the cat box. Good yep. job. Yep, that's a new thing, but uh, we're settling into our new routine yes. there. Yes, and uh, Ardmore's uh, using warm up. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 I think he's forgiven us for that little trip to the vet. Yeah. You think? Well, we had to find out what he was. And having found out what he was... We needed to do the right thing. The, and we did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, he seems like he's settling in pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. think so. So now we at least refer to him as he. Yeah, that's right. Him. Even okay. though we already have, but... That's right. But now we now, it's now we know for, for sure. <laughs> Glad we got that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, this is the uh, part of the show where you, we usually talk about the uh, Shady Grove RV park yes, that we're in. Yes, all right. Uh-huh. And uh, if people have been listening, if the, the two of you that listen yeah, occasionally... Both of you guys. ...have noticed... Um, uh, we ran out of official Shady Grove RV parks. I don't think there's a Shady Grove Shady Grove RV park in America that we have not been to. Probably not, because we were willing to but, drive just about anywhere. You know? And then we did. Yeah, we did. And uh, but um, we decided that any uh, any RV park could be a Shady Grove RV park if there was a shade tree. If there was a tree, and we have a nice shade tree here. We do have here, uh, but it's it's uh, it's. You know, we also decided that what we would do, we found this website that is like funny town names right. for all 50 states. And so we, now and what so, we do is we just throw the dart. And we hit the state. Right. And whoever threw, threw the dart gets to pick a name. All right. Off the list. Yep. That's right. And so last, That's how week, we, yeah. last week we threw a dart and yeah. it landed in Washington State. That's true. And you got to pick the town. I did. And the town is... Where's that? Oh, down beside that red firelight. Here's a hint. Oh, you're gonna let it all hang out. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go round. Well, as fate would have it. Well, yes. And it's strictly fate. Yes. I mean, what's the dart throw? And yeah. Once the dart leaves your fingers, you have no idea. That's true. That's right. But to clarify, we're in uh, Big Bottom. We're in Big Bottom. Big Bottom, Washington. Yes, we are. Yeah. And uh, boy, this is uh, really something. It's really kind of out there. Um, I mean, it's uh, small. Well, it's small. It's like, as near as I can tell, it's about 3,000 people. Oh, well, that's okay. Actually, that's, that's pretty decent size. But finding the nearest RV park. You know, yeah. And luckily, there's a place called the Big Bottom. Uh huh. Now, now we're gonna picture. Put we a, got a picture. We of got it. a picture. And and uh, I, I already posted it on our website. Okay. So they can go take it. It's just they can see we actually were here because it says entering Big Bottom. It does. It does. And being the derrieres. Well, that caught our eye. <laughs> right yes, it did. And it's uh, now listen. We're actually near uh, Mount Rainier. Yes, right? we are. But if you follow the signs, which we did, uh-huh. like Google Earth, you know, yeah. uh, it's this is there's nothing there. No, you've got you've got to go on your own to actually find this place. Yes, you do. Right, and so but they have a note that says, "Well, 
if they could find this place, you're a better person than we are. <laughs> well, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that, too. Yeah. So anyway, here we go. We are actually in Big Bottom. Washington. In Washington. Yeah. And it's not a bad place. I mean, they got a cool bar here, man. Yeah. The big oh, yeah. bottom uh, you know, bar here. Like, he says, yeah, we get a lot of jokes about this place. He said, we did uh, we tried to decide what to do, like make a, a, a logo with somebody sitting on two bar stools. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he says, yeah, yeah like, and we've upgraded all the bar stools with two inches of extra foam and stuff. They've played this thing to the yeah. max. Yeah, good job. So anyway, here we are. Yes, we are. And we're just going to go with it. Yes, we are. All right. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriers, hey, what's your deal, guys? You what know, the you, hell were you thinking about? <laughs> you can travel across this country in that old RV and stay in um, places like uh, Big Bottom, Big Washington. Bottom, you Washington, know. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, the, the fact is that unlike our compadres uh, on Truckers Radio, Radio USA, USA yeah. uh, they have these things called ranches. ranches. Exactly. You know, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yes. Alan Bailey, of course, has the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Mm-hmm. Or in Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. And by the way, Oren is the human footnote of the dairy. He definitely is, uh-huh. yes. And, you know, we were whining about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. Well, then Suzanne kind of, you know. She set us straight. She, she said, She said, look at it this way, guys. You have got the entire continental United States. That's correct. You've got it border to border, ocean to ocean. You could say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. And we do. And we ride that range in our RV called... Ramblin' Now we're not going into, you know, our usual locations, but that's true. She doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. Well, Leo, I believe it's your turn. Okay. I want to talk about this little band that came out of uh, this place in California, a little town called Glendora. Okay. California, all right. And uh, this is back in 1962, right? So it's in the fall of 1962 that these, uh, these Southern California high school students got together. Right, and decided they were going to uh, do a little practice session. You know, they were playing guitars and stuff, messing around. And uh, they practiced for about four hours, and then they went and they met a, a drummer uh, at the high school dance later that evening. And he said, yeah, I want to play with you guys too. So these guys were all between the age of 15 and 17 at okay. the time, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, they were good. You know, they, they proved out to be pretty good. So they ended up with a, a contract and uh, they got to go to the studio and they were supposed to record this song uh, called Surfer Joe, right? That was going to be their big hit. Okay. And instead, they got started on this other song. And since they were kind of into surfing and everything, they decided to do a surf song. And they came up with this little riff called Wipeout. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Really? So so Wipeout was just kind of a, a thrown together song. That was supposed to be the B side uh-huh. for Surfer Joe, right? So when they uh, they needed up, they got into the studio, and before the music starts in the recording, one of the guy's dads he broke a, a, a board, right, like a board, okay, supposed to be imitating like a surfboard, okay, that was cracking, and then this maniacal laugh and the words "wipeout" that were spoken by their band manager at the time, right. <laughs> Totally impromptu, right? Wow. So so the, this turned into one of the most, you know, iconic oh, yes. turns of all time. Yeah. And the drummer was a guy, his name was Ron Wilson. And this riff that he came up 
was uh, a, a sped up version of his Charter Oak High School marching band's drum cadence. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> and so they sat there recording what they thought was going to be the B-side of a 45 and walked out with this incredible. So you got a little yeah. appreciation. So we'll listen for the sound of the breaking board and the crazy laughter. And so then they call themselves the Safaris. Solo uh-huh. has been, you know, the the uh, gauge at which we uh, uh, judge all drummers now. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty intense, mm. man. Yeah. And here's a 17 year old kid just ripping it, just man. Just knocking it out of the park. <laughs> That's oh, great. Oh, man. Okay, Roger, what's up? Well, I'm going to stay in the same era. Actually, 1963, and uh, the musician is named Doris Elaine Higginson. No, it isn't. Uh, well, actually, that was her name. Okay. Uh, but she became known as Doris Troy. Now, I don't know if that rings anything for nope. you or not. Nope. Not but uh, I, I stumbled across this song sung by another musician, and uh, and then I decided to look this up. And I'll just tell you, the song is Just One Look. Okay. Oh, that's a great tune. Yeah, yeah it is a great tune. So um, she was born in the Bronx. Uh, her father was a Pentecostal minister. 
And uh, her parents disapproved of these subversive forms of music, right? How many you know? times do we hear this, of course. Roger? This yeah, it was preacher's a kid, you know, rebels and goes off and does rock and roll. Well, listen to this. At age 16, she was working as, at a, as an usherette, which is a thing, I guess, at the Apollo. And she was discovered by James Brown. Okay. So, uh, so she took um, the uh, name Doris Payne, which was her grandmother's last name, and she began songwriting... And uh, she earned $100 in 1960 for the D. Clark hit, How About That? Wow. Okay. That's a lot of money That's back then, right? That's big money, yeah, you bet. So uh, she started working as a backup vocalist for Atlantic Records along Dion and D.D. D. Warwick. Oh, oh. Yeah. So she was also part of the original lineup of the Sweet Inspirations in 1963 with Sissy Houston and the two Warwicks, who were Houston's nieces. There you go. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, she took her, her stage name from Helen of Troy. Uh-huh. So Doris Troy, right? So um, she sang backup vocals for Sol- Solomon Burke, The Drifters, Houston, Dionne Warwick, uh, until she co-wrote and recorded Just One Look. That's a great okay. tune. Yeah, that's really and great. It hit number 10 on the U.S. Hot 100 uh, Billboard chart in 1963. Now, it was the only charting hit, U.S. hit for Troy. The song was recorded in 10 minutes in October 1962. <laughs> and it was uh, it was really just going to be like a uh, demo for Atlantic Records. They heard it, and they decided... We're not record, re-recording this. We're going to release it. Just the way it's it is. It's just great, just the way wow. it, it is. It's been covered by the Hollies, uh, Faith Open Charity, Major Lance, Linda Ronstadt, Brian Ferry, Ann Murray, Harry Nilsson, you know, all kinds of people. Um, but it was her only charting hit. So this came from an album I found. Uh, Doris Troy sings Just One Look and Other Memorable Selections <laughs> from 1963, Just One Look. Just One Look so
Ronstadt. That's good. I remember Linda Ronstadt's version of that song, too. Yeah. 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 It's a great it's tune. A great tune. I'm, it really I'm glad is. I stumbled over it. Yeah, you stumble over a lot I of stuff. I kind of skinned my knees up. I stumbled uh, so yeah, hard on that one. Start but. wearing the knee pads, brother. Okay, back to you, Leo. Uh, okay, there's a song that, um, that I always kind of liked, and I kind of wanted to do it on the show. Uh, it's a song called Do Wah Diddy. And oh, it, yeah. But it was Man for Man, right? That's mm-hmm. the one I was most familiar with. And he's, of course, he's a Brit. Uh, but it, it, I want to go back. I found out, and I knew this. I knew this. I just wasn't thinking about it. But there was a band called The Exciters. All right? Yeah. Okay, now, they uh, they were uh, they came out of the woodwork about 1963. And uh, they were a girl group with one male singer being added later on in, in their history. Uh, but at the height of their popularity, the group consisted of the lead singer. Her name was Brenda Reed. And then the guy, Herb Rooney, came on later. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they, they originally called themselves the Masterettes. Now, this was kind of a common thing. A guy group would come out, right? And then there would be a girl group that was kind of a companion group. Okay. And they would kind of use the name. But they didn't they didn't stick with that very long when they started getting going. Anything. Now, they were produced by uh, two guys that we talk about a lot, Lieber and Stoller. Right uh, at United Artists, and the the song uh, that they really hit it big with was called uh, "Teller," the jargon, mm-hmm. right? Which was taken off from another band again called "Tell Him." Oh, sure. Which didn't work, but when they picked it up, man, it went ballistic. But here's the here's the, what I like about this. Um, so they did this song called "Do What Diddy," right? Right. Well, when Man for Man picked it up, he changed it, the name of it. He called it "Do What Diddy Diddy," just oh, okay. so we're clear. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just so we're clear, it's a great song, and I find myself singing along with it all the time. Anyway, they recorded it in 1963. The band was called The Exciters, and it's called Do I Diddy.
you what? I'll be an aeroplane. You be the hanger. Open the door. Here it comes. Loaded with delicious maple flavored maple. Okay, we're backing up here. We are backing up, so you better look out. Better look out now. Because we, we, we're good at backing up musicians, but... Uh, not, not with backing up Rosie. Not so much. No. Yeah. So, look out. Look out. Look out. Well, this is the part of the show where um, we just get downright and beg people... That, that's true. We have to, to go beg. to our website. Yeah, we do. You know, I mean, here's the deal, folks. I mean, you know, let's just be honest. Yes. You're at work... And um, you're on the internet anyway. You're ordering stuff off Amazon. Right. You're not letting you know, anybody see. You're you trying know. to hide your screen. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you might as well just go to our websites. We put a lot of stuff. I just put something up there a few minutes ago. You did? All the time. I wow. put stuff up there. You're a busy guy. Yeah. So go check it out. Um, the one for this show is thederriers.com. The right. And we we implore you. The. Is the most important word. That's it. it it's the. It's a tiny word, but if you forget it, oh, you'll never forget. You'll it never again. forget it again. No, no, yeah. no, not at all. So, um, and the one for the band, of course, is well, that's three trails west dot com with the number three there on the front, mm-hmm. and we keep that up to date with you know places we're going to play, and we got we got our new T shirts up there, yeah. and you can buy CDs and whatever. So yeah, all that, yeah, check that out too. So if you go to either website, you're going to find a lot of. Content. content, yes. And if you so. check it out, we're pretty sure you'll be contented. contented. But boy, there's a lot. There is a lot. You should, you know, you might become confused, confused. in which case you should just contact, contact us. us, right? And we'll get you walk it through it. Yeah, there's contact us tabs on both websites, uh, or you can get right to us with our email addresses. Exactly. Mine is Roger, uh, no D, at thederriers.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, at thederriers.com. Right. Okay. Uh, hey, also, if you go to thederriers.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and you can listen to any of our past episodes, or download them and listen to them later at your leisure. And, and preferably while wearing your... Leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yeah. I got to tell you, I got an email from Dan Canyon mm-hmm. that said, because we know we featured him, mm-hmm. and he went and found us on, I think, Amazon Music. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, nice you can find us out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, th- now that you mentioned that, uh, you can also uh, find us uh, now on Spotify. Spotify, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and you can find us on Stitcher. And then, uh, did we mention Spotify? Yeah, yeah we did. Spotify uh, also, right, tune in. We're I've, on tune in. I've got a marker there on Spotify. Yeah, on, and Dan Canyon, computer. of course, found us on on Amazon That's Music. right, but he could have found us also on Spotify. He could have. He could have, yeah. uh, Or you could even find us on iHeartRadio. Right. Or Spotify. Right. <laughs> Any of those places. Any of those places. So as our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without, without the Darriers. Thanks, Mike. Thank we you, appreciate Mike. Yeah. that. Yes, we do. All right. All right, Roger. Where did we leave off? I think it's your turn. It, it is my turn. Okay. Our pal Katie, um, she comes up with the greatest suggestions and man this one i just love she said she said i think i've been sending you a lot of uh, male performers so i need to send you some female ones okay so she sent me um sierra farrell okay okay i've never heard of her before she's born in 1988 uh man she's just great she's born in west virginia and she said, uh, despite the, the the state's history of bluegrass, she grew up listening on 90s music and grunge and punk and Nirvana, <laughs> you know. Okay. But uh, she always wanted to perform, so she kind of took this uh, uh, busking type of thing, and she went up and down the country, Seattle, New Orleans. Uh-huh. But then um, she, she started meeting other traveling musicians, and she started to love bluegrass music. Wow. Uh, but not only that, then she fell in love with swing. 
Oh, really? And so, and this is kind of really where she she shines, I think. Um, she signed a, a deal with Rounder Records in 2018 for a three-album uh, deal. And um, uh, Varsity UK, so that we're going to listen to this album from 2021 called Long Time Coming. Varsity UK said, Long Time Coming will easily be the only album of its type emerging from the music of the city of Nashville this year. Wow. And, wow, that's, uh, that's high praise right yeah, there. Yeah. It says, Sierra Farrell shines brightest when she leans furthest into her own distinctive brand of jazz-inflected bluegrass. Oh, I can't wait uh, to hear this. Man, it's, it's just super. Now, a, a couple of the songs she features, um, Sarah Jerose and Billy Strings. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick one of those. Uh, I picked the very first cut off the album. And um, it, it's very swingy, um, and, and it starts out with a slide whistle in it. Oh. <laughs> it's just taken. Uh, who's your hot, uh, hot shots? Yeah, who's yeah. your hot shots? Yeah. yeah. But it, it's uh, kind of dreamy. Uh, it's Sierra Farrell from Long Time Coming. The song is called The Sea.
That's that's pretty funky. That's great. The whole album's great. So thank I think you, Katie, it is too. Yeah, I think for, it is too. For that lead. That good was call. a good one. Good call. Okay, Leo, back to you. Okay, this is a band. We sp- we've been spending some time in the in the Northwest here. Okay. Right? And in fact, this that's where this band uh, came out of. They they're from Tacoma. Okay. Washington, you know. Mm-hmm. Like where we are? Yeah. Okay. Same state? Same state. Doesn't happen too often. Not, not very often. Uh, they were known originally as the Nightcaps, but uh, they were uh, they formed it, the, the band in 1958. These are five high school friends, right? So they became popular, and they were doing a lot of uh, saxophone-driven kind of music, Chuck Berry kind of style okay. music, right? And they had a, a good following along there. And But here's the thing that is cool. A, a lot of rock and roll uh, researchers... Refer to these guys, and I'll tell you what their name is. They went by the Whalers, right? Okay. Also the Fabulous Whalers, depending upon who you talk to about it. But they have been credited as being one of the very first, if not the first, American garage bands. Oh, really? They really established the genre. And so they, they did this song that I'm, I'm going to play. It's called Tall Cool, and it's from 1959. Uh, but it, it did well on the charts. It reached number 36 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 24 uh, on the R&B charts, right? So they uh, they did a really good job with it, but they appeared on um, Dick Clark's uh, American Bandstand and the whole bit. And they, But they had a contract uh, back east, and they just they didn't they weren't happy so they wanted to go back home they wanted to go back to the northwest and they went on and did very good well you know did good with it now the song that they recorded like i said tall cool one uh originally had been called scotch on the rocks right okay but there were problems with the teen audience so the golden golden crest records said nah let's change that to tall cool one right (laughs) so yeah, yeah there you go a little wisdom on that one Anyway, in 1959, uh, the fabulous whalers, it's called Tall Cool One.
can you say Garage Band? Yeah, the first Garage Band. Maybe. Or maybe. Garage Band. That's cool. Right, right there. Oh, hey, you know what? Well, we're, oh, look at I the time. I think we're about out of time. Yeah, we got to get out of here. So um, uh, we're not going to a Shady Grove RV park. So, right. So the new deal is we're going to throw a dart in whatever state it lands in. Then there's room. Then, uh, I, uh, then we get to pick. Pick it down. From we have the a, silly names. A silly names. We got the list of silly names. That's right. There. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, I get to throw the dart, so you go get the map. Hang on for a second. Okay. Bye. Be careful. Watch out, watch out, Ardmore. Watch out, Ardmore. Ardmore's good. Okay. Nice kitty. All right. Kitty. All right. Okay. They, okay. Got it on the wall? I got it on the wall. Okay. Uh, I got to get the dart. Uh, spoon, spoon door. door. Two. Two. Got it. All right. Okay. Both got a lot of spoons. Oh, we do. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Let's uh, see. Let me get in the circle. Are you ready to go? Yep. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh. oh, wow. Okay, New Mexico. Oh, cool. Well, that'll be fun. Okay, give me the list. Hang on for okay. a second. I got it right got here. It. Okay. All right. Here you go. Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, uh, here's the... That's the oh, list of towns. names. Yeah. Oh, man, we're... Go- uh, are you ready? Yeah, you find what you like? Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Pie Town, New Mexico. Pie Town. <laughs> <laughs> I like pie. I do, too. I hope it isn't like a cruel joke. No, this might and be there's bad. there's no pie there. Uh, but there's got to be pie, right? Well, we were already picked. We already picked. Okay, so that's right. where we're going. All right, Raj. Whew. Okay, well, well... This has been an interesting show. It has been another interesting show. But it is time for us to get out of here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, make that happen. Uh, we'll get on down the road, and uh, hopefully there's pie in our future. There's pie in our future. Yeah. This has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio. USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Terriers. Terriers.